Welcome to another episode of the Trusted Advisor podcast and video series powered by the Retail Solutions Providers Association. Our goal on the pod is to accelerate the success of today's and tomorrow's leaders in the retail IT industry. I'm Jim Roddy, back with you again. Thank you so much for joining us. This is a special quick take episode of the pod where for about 20 or 25 minutes, we feature an RSP member who will speak at Retail Now 2022. If you're not familiar with Retail Now, it's the Retail IT Channel's number one trade show, education conference and networking event scheduled for July 24th through 26th at the Gaylord Palms in Orlando. Retail Now will feature six education tracks, more than 20 education sessions, and dozens of extra presenters, including today's guest. Our guest is Kirsten Trusco, the CEO and co-founder of the Emerging Markets Coalition. The mission of EMC is driving to make all transactions transparent, traceable, and taxable. Kirsten has worked in the payments industry since 2002, and more recently, she's been an active member of the RSPA cannabis community. At Retail Now, she'll be part of a panel I'm moderating titled, What's a Cashless ATM and Other Alternative Payment Methods in Cannabis? Kirsten, great to talk with you again. I'm delighted to be here. Yeah, always a pleasure to talk with you. Tell the folks, especially the folks who are watching uh, on YouTube, where are you dialing in from today? Well, uh, you all are my my Zoom guinea pigs. We just sold a house and moved to Santa Fe, and this is a 200-year-old adobe that is right off the plaza, and the river that runs behind it has 400-year-old bricks. So um, if, if there's a little glitchiness in the, the audio, we're trying to smooth that out. <laughs> Wonderful. Fabulous. Well, you sound good. Uh, and again, I think we talked before we hit record, in all likelihood, uh, the first Zoom meeting in the history of that 200-year-old yes. building. So. <laughs> Well, welcome. Uh, great to have uh, great to have you break it in uh, your new house. So uh, let's start because you know you and I have talked before. You've been a member of the the cannabis uh, community. We got to uh, you know meet in person at the MJ BizCon conference. When you talk about payments, you talk about the good guys in cannabis payments and the bad guys. Can you kind of draw the line for our audience in terms of who are the good guys and the bad guys? And for those who are listening, you might think I know payments inside and out, but payments in cannabis are trickier than the other. Uh, vertical. So what do you mean when you say good guys and, and who are the bad guys? So it comes down to transparency. And you all know that, all your members know that. Um, but I'll go to some of these conferences and uh, the cannabis conferences and people come up and say, well, um, I, I've had all these payment platforms and they get shut down. Every 90 days we get shut down um, or they've frozen my funds or whatever it is. And so you have to back up and explain to them there's, there's Good guys in payments, pick out a good guy. And one of the key things is make sure that your partner, your payments partner is fully transparent. So they'll say, well, how, how do we do that? So we'll take a look at your statement. Does it actually have you as the vendor or does it have a different name? Um, when they set you up, did they set you up clearly as a, a, a plant touching cannabis business or, or ancillary, or are you listed as a, a flower shop or a cosmetic store? Because as you all know, and we all know as payments folks, um, if you misrepresent, it will come back and bite you in the bum. And so once they realize um, that, that we are the good guys, and if you're part of Emerging Markets Coalition, these are, are folks that are focused on knowing this industry, on serving this industry, then they relax. And if there's time later, I'll tell you a little bit about how th things have changed at these industries relative to those of us who are payments people. You're, you'll like it. Yeah, why don't you just why don't you dive into that right now if you're okay, okay. doing that? So um, I got involved in cannabis payments in 2019, and 
at the time was talking to my co-founder, uh, Dan Henry, who's now CEO of Green Dot. And we said, look, it looks like cannabis payments right now are where prepaid was back in the day. And so a misinformation, vilification, um, just uh, the regulatory legislative wasn't as clear as it could be. So we thought, oh, this is gonna be easy, right? We're just gonna take what we did back at IPA, the Innovative Payments Association, um, going proactively to media, proactively to legislators, regulators, law enforcement, um, and educate, and we're just gonna fix this, right? Um, well, it's a little more complicated, Jim, like you said, uh, especially in payments. So when we first started going to these events, and there's, as you and I have talked, there's a lot of, of events targeted events. Some of them are not really worth our time as payments people, some are golden. Um, so when we first started going and you introduce yourself, and if it wasn't hissing, it was something pretty close to it of, you know, I've been through five payments people and you guys are all evil. And over time, you keep going, you be transparent, you be honest, you host a couple of cocktail hours. And just this last December at Canapac, um, and Canavest in San Francisco, they went from being polite to inviting us to the parties and inviting us. So it, it, it takes a while to become an insider. Um, but again, that transparency piece and, and just letting them know that, that you're a good guy and here's how we're gonna work together is huge. Got it. No, thank you for that. And so, and that's what I want to ask you next. Like I was part uh, of a workshop. This is at, the, at another conference, the RSP Inspire conference we had earlier this year. And so the resellers were talking about payments in the cannabis space. And one of the VARs, you know, cause we talked to them about, you know, the different avenues outside of getting traditional payments. And he just said, Hey, I'm a payments guy. I lead with payments. If I can't get the payments revenue, then what's the point? And that led to a reseller in the room sharing with the group how they utilize cashless ATMs in the dispensaries that they serve. And the group was like, oh my gosh, that's my pun intended gateway into yeah. the cannabis vertical. And so can you share with our audience, like where do you classify cashless ATMs? How do they work? Really, what are the opportunities and what are the pitfalls with cashless ATMs? Well, we'll talk more about that at the panel, as you know. Um, there's also a bit to read for those who are interested. Um, Emerging Markets Coalition just released in April a cash management standards in partnership with NACB, National Association of Cannabis Businesses. And right now, um, we're in the process of crafting uh, best practices for payments. So these, we've got lawyers and and regulatory compliance people that are doing deep dives on, on in those documents. So I'll just, from a very high level, yes, it is a great opportunity. Uh, again, go back to transparency and making sure that that all the parties know what's going on and everybody knows who everybody else is and exactly what's transacting. Um, and then follow the rules. I mean, you've, you probably have your own attorneys. Um, we've got some top attorneys that are part of EMC. We're really blessed with that. So it's, um, it's like anything in payments in a, a market that's not yet legal. Um, yes, it's an opportunity. Just make sure that you've you've got for your state and exactly what's legal or not in your state that you're following all that. But, but your your members know that they're all good guys. Got it. But cashless ATMs are a viable. Uh, option for them. I know there was some conversation at that Inspire event that you know, there are some folks are saying, no, you can't go down that path and here's why. But honestly, it's almost like unsettled law uh, at this point. But it seems like what you're saying is if you go about it the right way, you can do it. You just got to make sure you're doing it the right way. Well, and, and you're correct in that there there is a lot of debate. And um, it depends on your state. And it depends on your your own attorney's interpretation of the the laws. So 
there are those that are, are in the space and they're entirely comfortable with their functioning within those rules within that state. There's others who will take a different opinion. Got it, that, great. And just a, a quick thing from a sound standpoint, if you're able to move your microphone a little bit off your necklace, it's jumping okay. in there. And if folks have heard a voice in the background, it isn't a voice inside your head or it's not like you're on a radio uh, station, there's some interference. Um, again, uh, Kirsten's in a new place and that's her husband uh, talking in the background. So um, I, let me ask you another question. And so this is just a little bit broader pulling out from, uh, you know, from the, the cashless ATM. What are your personal expectations for federal cannabis legalization, which would then lead to just that traditional credit card processing? And that would enable, you know, the VARs and ISVs uh, in our space, the RSPA, to be able to collect that residual income just like they do in, in any other vertical market. Is that on the horizon or is that way, way down the road from your perspective? So um, again, varying opinions. Uh, one of the things that was really interesting is um, is the perception often of the cannabis businesses. And this is part of, as EMC, part of our, our mission is education, right? And, and being very fact-based and, and transparent. So you've got, um, some who are interpreting Safe Act being the only one that's that's out there and, and terribly active right now. There's others that are proposed but um, aren't to the same status. So there's some who have felt that well, as soon as Safe passes, then all the banks are going to enter, all the card networks are going to enter, all the insurers, yay, right? Um, but if you take a look at the the wording around it, um, it doesn't enable a cross border. So anytime, as you all know, anytime you're crossing state borders, it becomes interstate mm -hmm. and the federal takes over. The way it's worded is, is lovely if you're an, an FI in a state with a licensed business in that state. As soon as you, you cross the state lines and any federally chartered entity has a challenge. So think Visa, MasterCard, Amex, Discover, um, the insurers. So SAFE won't fix it. Mm -hmm. And safe is the one that's furthest along. Um, but it is interesting in an election year. If you're digging in and you're talking to your political pundits, um, cannabis is a huge deal. Um, if you're on one side of the aisle, it is a huge tax and revenue deal. Um, and that's the main push. Um, if you're on another side of the aisle, it might be more about social equity um, and, and medicinal um, both sides agree on veterans yeah, so going, that this can really help veterans get off of some of these drugs that have been prescribed before. Yeah. So it's um, it's never dull on almost any topic you choose related to, to cannabis. For sure. And so it sounds like this is, we're a ways away. Like this is going to be a messy process and it's not like if there's momentum behind it, it's not like clear, obvious uh, momentum in this political climate. Um, nothing's clear in this political climate, um, yeah. but keeping in mind it's an election year and there's a lot at stake with both the D's and the R's. Um, so there could be, um, there's lots of different ways that that SAFE could get through. Um, the action, and you know, we've so shared with you a bit, the action is adding um, wording to it mm -hmm. that will help to enable cross-border. Got it. Great, thank you. I'm going to take a quick break here uh, to thank our sponsors who support the RSP community and make this podcast and video series possible. Our platinum sponsor is Blue Star. Our gold sponsors are Brother, CoCard, Heartland, ScanSource, and Shift4. To receive the benefits of an RSP membership or RSP sponsorship, email membership at gorspa.com. 
cannabis.org. All right, so let's pretend I'm a VAR in a state where medical cannabis is legal, but recreational isn't legal yet. And that's actually, I'm not a VAR, but I'm in that kind of state. I'm in Pennsylvania. And you mentioned about politics. Uh, John Fetterman won the Democratic nomination for U.S. Senate. And uh, it's still burning my brain to me. It's a great, uh, uh, you know, memory device. He says I'm for three things, workers, wages, and weed, right? Those three things. And it's really interesting to have a mainstream candidate, yeah. right, being able to talk uh, about that. But for right now, recreational is not legal, right? It, medical is. And so just say I'm a VAR. I have six employees. 300 merchant customers and my focus areas are retail and restaurant. I'm interested in the cannabis space, but obviously I have limited resources. From what you know, Kirsten, what actions would I as that business owner take today in terms of the cannabis space and maybe payments in particular, right? Is this an opportunity that I should just start gathering information or is this go hire two employees? You're going to be able to make a ton of money at this in 2022 and 2023 or is it somewhere in between? Um, actually, it's an excellent question. And when I engage to do consulting in this space for financial institutions and fintechs, um, we kind of give a, a relationship answer. So take a look at your portfolio. What do you have that might be, um, they might have intentions to be adding CBD or cannabis, um, especially some of yours that are, are larger and might be more into that space. So get a sense of if they're going to be moving. Um, take a look at what kinds of organizations you might be members of where you can find out if uh, to build these relationships, whether it's Chamber of Commerce or, or think of any of the, the, the retail relationships. Um, but on the topic of relationship, one of the things we've seen with this industry is it's very sticky um, as, a, as a banking term. So mm -hmm. forming these relationships, once you sign these folks and you're transparent and you're sincere, they can't be bothered with hopping around to different payment entities. So uh, what we're seeing in the market is it's worth the relationship. And if you're, once it becomes wreck, if you're Johnny come lately, they've never seen you, they've never heard of you. Um, they don't have any friends that are, are processing with you, then you're going to be really slow. So if there's a way to answer your question on should you be just educating and researching or actually hiring, I would say it's somewhere in between, is identify all the states have active uh, cannabis associations. Sometimes it's by city. So get involved. Don't be a stranger. Let them know what your, your role is. Let them know you're a good guy. Um, if you can get one or two, if you're not already in the market, if you can get one or two to do a, a pilot or proof of concept with you so that when it does go wreck, I mean, you'll, you'll get some volume anyway because it's, it's medically. But once it goes wreck, you'll have those relationships. You'll have them as references. Um, happy, in, in my experience, happy cannabis owners are very, um, they're delighted to share that they were smart enough to have chosen a good partner. Mm -hmm. But if you wait, you're going to miss it. Yeah, the, the the like you've got to act now and take some take some steps now. So I've heard before about joining local organizations, but was your first point? You've got a lot of current relationships already. Reach out to those folks and see if they're involved or if they know of somebody who's engaged. I hadn't heard that one before. Was that kind of what you were recommending? Like you've already got the relationships, you might as well see if they're in that space or they know somebody in that space. Was I understanding that correctly? Yes, absolutely. Because this this industry to me, in my experience, it's been almost like law enforcement. Once they trust you, then, then they'll introduce you to your friends and you're part of the trusted circle. Um, but if they've never heard of you, they don't trust you, you haven't done any business, 
Um, you haven't even tried to pilot. You haven't even showed up at, at any meetings. Um, all you're doing is showing up at their door asking for business. It's going to be a long road. Got it. Good. No, thank you for that. A couple other questions uh, for you. And this is, again, for our target audience, the VARs and the ISVs. Mm -hmm. Do you feel they need to align themselves with a good lawyer if they're going to start going down, you know, the path in the cannabis space to make sure they don't step out of line? And does that lawyer have, because somebody might be listening, go, I have a lawyer and I also have the RSP general counsel and things like that. Does the legal advice that they have to get, should it be from somebody who knows their state's cannabis laws? So if, uh, if a reseller or a software developer is going down this path, do they need to get a, a specific attorney? And I can say at MJ BizCon where we were, like every panel, they'd get up there and I'd be like, oh, I wonder what, who, what their line of work is. Lawyer, 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 right? Lawyer, like that's all that it was. So I guess what's your take on, uh, you know, solution providers going down this path? Do they have to get specific legal counsel to start off with? Well, I think there's, there's steps. So um, if you're not in the business yet and you're taking a look, you could see what your own attorney knows, your own law firm knows. Have they specialized? Again, relationship. Um, and if they don't have a lot of experience, that they have a, um, they don't have any at all, then maybe get their counsel, just like you would for any other vertical you're going to enter. Um, but then through associations, I mean, you've got some, uh, you've got counsel there. Emerging Markets Coalition um, has as members on purpose some of the top law firms. Okay. Um, and somebody who just does regular business law or regular retail law, it's not the same thing. Yep, absolutely. And it seems like it's really something you got to stay on top of from a legal standpoint because the rules are changing on a regular basis, state by state. Absolutely. Well, that's one of the reasons with best practices, like with cash management and payments with EMC, mm -hmm. those are living. Those are living um, documents. And you have to constantly go back because part of the excitement of this industry is it's constantly changing. Yeah, best practice on Jan 2nd, uh, 2022 is not the same as on June 2nd. Uh, 2022 necessarily. So, absolutely. Uh, last a, question for you, Kirsten. So, general about uh, trade shows and conferences. So you're a veteran of attending those kind of events. What's a tip or best practice you want to share with our audience how to get the most out of an in person event? Um, well, again, relationship. Um, so, in advance, if you can identify what events are going on, not just that are obvious on the schedule. But what's going on as a side event, like for instance with EMC, before MJ Biz, before any major cannabis conference, um, we hold something called a 420 Financial Forum. It's the afternoon before. It's a, a, a brief panel on, hey, what is this? Who's going to be here? What's the inside story? And then cocktails. Um, and there's cannabis leadership and banking leadership there. So when you get to the floor, you'll know people. They can make introductions. Um, if you've already got cannabis clients, find out what parties they're going to, what events, what breakfasts, because this industry is different, quite a bit different than, than FinTech, where we're used to everything's on the schedule, it's it's online, um, it's not the same with, with this industry. There's so much. In fact, most of the cool stuff goes on and it's not published. Got it. And the, the advice I would give to folks, I want to get your take on this is stick around, like don't take off early. Don't say nothing's going to happen here. Because I remember specifically, I went, I went to MJ BizCon early. They had association day. I went around and the vast, vast majority of the associations didn't apply to, you know, the payment space or the technology space. Like there was like, you know, growers in 
Montana or something like that. Like we're not going to be able to work with them. Yeah. But then you hadn't, uh, you uh, were tied up. And so you hadn't uh, been there yet. And so I thought, I'm just yeah. going to make sure I stay around. And then you reached out to me after you showed up there mm-hmm. and were able to get together and you introduced me to a whole bunch of folks. So I'm super grateful for that. So I think that's part of it is like never leave a sporting event early, never leave an event early as well, because you never know who you're going to bump into. Well, that too. And that, that was really fun when you and I got a chance to connect. Again, relationship, right? So if, if you've got to, to your, your members, if they've got anybody that's an insider, um, Try to attend a pre-event and then see if you can't entice them to to introduce you around as a good guy. Yeah, great. Before we close, how does it feel to record the first podcast in the history of that uh, 200-year Adobe uh, in New Mexico? It is. Um, it, it, it's amazing. This this area is incredible. Way, way different than uh, where we were before. And where were you before? Uh, Houston, big house, lots of good technology. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Well, I'm sure over time you'll get it. Uh, you'll get it up to speed. Uh, but Absolutely. it's one step at a time when you're moving. Absolutely. Thanks for being my guinea pig. Sure. Happy to do it. Well, that does it for this episode of The Trusted Advisor. We hope you enjoyed our discussion. If you did, be sure to subscribe to the RSP YouTube channel and The Trusted Advisor podcast so you never miss an episode. And be sure to register for Retail Now 2022, July 24th through 26th at the Gaylord Palms in Orlando. It's going to feature a diverse high-tech expo hall, plenty of networking opportunities, and several great education sessions, including what's a cashless ATM and other alternative payment methods in cannabis. For all the details, visit the show website at gorspa.org forward slash retail now. Before we go, big thanks again to Kirsten Trusco for sharing her wisdom with us today. Thanks also to RSP Director of Marketing and Strategic Partnerships, Chris Arnold for his production work, Joseph McDade for our music, and last but not least, thanks so much to you for listening. Our goal at the RSPA is to accelerate the success of our members in the retail IT ecosystem by providing knowledge and connections. For more information, please visit our website at gorspa.org. Thanks for listening and goodbye, everybody.